You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you it's more than just your output more than a bike Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 330. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hi. We're starting to sound like area codes. 330. 330. I guess we sound like area codes for a while because yeah. 212 is an area code. Would you like a fun fact about area codes? Have you? Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm going to tell you whether I the answer is yes or not. Matter. But here's yeah. a fun fact about area codes. Have yeah. you ever wondered, if you're like me, you wonder... A lot. You do wonder I'm a lot. I'm like Mickey Rooney. You Have also, you ever wondered? You also wander a lot. That was a pretty good Andy Rooney. I don't know Andy Rooney. Like, our, isn't he like a million years old? For our is listeners he, is over, he even alive? For our listeners over 60 <laughs> right now, they're like, if memory serves... That was a pretty good Andy Rooney. Anyway, <laughs> zip codes, which is how, or area codes, this is how this all started. Have you ever wondered why area codes <sighs> don't seem to have any rhyme or reason to how they're, New York is 212. Yeah. LA is, I think, 312. Chicago is, I, like, it, like they're not next to each other. It's right. not like they just started grouping them. Right. Right. So here's why they are the way they are. Is because when they were issued, people had rotary phones. Now, for our younger listeners, oh boy, everyone who didn't get my Andy Rooney re- reference, the rotary phones, you would turn a dial, right? You'd hit one, and it would go. If you did hit one, would two was like, and then but nine would be like, right? And so they were like, in case there's ever an emergency in in a major metropolitan area. They wanted people to be able to call quickly without overwhelming the phone lines because while the phone is rotarizing, the emergency is still continuing and and, and it, it blocks up phone lines. So you need that call to be fast. And so they issued the shorter area codes to the more populous locations. So 
New York, L.A., Chicago, they get really short ones. Right. Then you get to like Springfield, Missouri, you know, or like where, where you know, Jefferson City is like what? Five, seven, six, five, seven, three, five, seven, three. Because they're like, eh. who cares? <laughs> It's the middle of the country. They'll be fine. How many people could really be in danger? <laughs> How many people could really be trying to call if they were? It'll be fine. So anyway, that's why the area codes, when you look at a map, it looks like there's no rhyme or reason. There was a lot of thought put into it. So there you go. You didn't expect to hear that when you started your Peloton podcast today. I did not. I I sympathize. Somewhere out there, there's a first time listener that's like, is it always like this? Yeah. Is it? Do they ever talk about the Peloton that I like so much? Yeah, we do. We, we do. do. We do. We're, we're going to get there. Yeah. In uh, fact, we have a book club coming up <laughs> and it's all about Peloton. It is. It is. Well, sort of. Uh, this particular book club will, this particular meeting will be because sure. we are talking uh, to, we're going to have the author there, which is David Miller, and the book is called Sweating Together. So we decided as we kick off our book club, have our very first book club meeting, uh, we wanted, we thought it was fitting to have a an homage to the community, which is a lot of what this book is. For sure. Um, and, and the community had a lot to do with building Peloton yeah. as a company. And he's also obviously a Peloton member, Long user, time. fan yeah. himself, yeah. which is what inspired the book. So so moving forward, some of the books might, nece- might not necessarily be about Peloton because there's a finite number of of books about Peloton, although thanks to the instructors, it's getting less finite every day. Um, but uh, but they will always be from people who we know are Peloton members. Yes, yes. Members who are also authors. Correct. So that's coming up on October 10th. We would love to see you. And you can get all the information over at patreon.com slash the clip out. Don't worry. It doesn't cost you a dime. No. Other than the cost of the book. But you could check it out from the library, I suppose. Uh, all you got to do is click join community. Yes. That is how you join. That's where you're going to find the meeting, all the details, yeah. how to join, all those things. Will Absolutely. Be right there. And it's and it's open to ev- everyone. There is a free level. It's open to everybody. So, like, it's not you don't have to give us any money to participate. Yes. So, come on in. The water's fine. So, coming up on the show where we do talk about Peloton, what, pray tell, do you have in store for people? We have all kinds of Peloton news. Uh, the last founder of Peloton has left Peloton. The heart rate armband has been discontinued. Uh, There's no correlation between those two events. None. None at know. all. Well, that we know of. I like to create conspiracy theories when there are none. It's so popular I mean, on the I internet. I feel like the Peloton community. Is Tom Cortese's exit <laughs> because of the art arm arm heart rate band Hmm. (laughs) did he leave because he knew they were discontinuing and he said this is an outrage i want no part of peloton yes anymore that that was his breaking point yes that was it uh (laughs) and then uh we also have just a lot of information about the chicago marathon weekend we have a lot of announcements of what is going on with instructors this weekend uh this week in general and uh, we have a visit from angelo we talk about tips for adapting to early morning workouts this one's for our teachers don't do it <laughs> that, Sleep in. that is always your answer Tom. don't do it that's always your yeah. answer i've adapted not doing it <laughs> 
Uh, we should also say, I should also say, the Chicago Marathon information is not one clump. It's sprinkled Spread. lightly throughout like Parmesan cheese, except I don't sprinkle that lightly. I was going to say, what's light about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a little seek and find. So every time, every time uh, we mention the Chicago uh, Peloton on tour, you can be like, ding. And that you'll know that you found one. So before we get to all of that, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeart, TuneIn, but not Google for long because they're getting rid of podcasts because nobody listens to them over there. Sorry if you're the one who does. Um, you can always tell when shameless plugs starts because Crystal picks up her phone if you're watching <laughs> on the YouTube. And if you'd like to watch on the YouTube, it's YouTube.com slash the clip out you there's can go no over there. phone in my hands yeah not now <laughs> not now that i've said that out loud but as soon as i started shameless plugs it was like well my watch was going crazy i was seeing if there was breaking news it Tom. happens it happens so uh you can also find us on facebook at facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there like the page join the group you can find us on the aforementioned patreon where you can get these episodes ad free if we get them early you get them early and we record bonus episodes like these shows have gotten so long believe it or not we try to tighten them up and so we have a special bonus episode called the clipped out where it's just more like this but it's like deleted scenes where it's just stuff that didn't make the show we just didn't have enough time for and it's the instructors we don't like as much no <laughs> oh my not. god talk about <laughs> starting rumors good <laughs> lord man we're like this person doesn't deserve to be in the actual show we'll put them over in the clipped out uh so you can find all of that over at patreon we'd we'd love to have you it's great uh help to support the show pay for things like the computers and the cameras things like that and then uh finally uh don't forget we have a newsletter at the where you can have the links and things like that sent to you or just a weekly reminder that we exist so you can continue to listen so there's all that let's uh let's dig in shall we we shall Peloton in the news. So as we alluded to in the opening of the show, or as you alluded to, and then I just said, <laughs> Tom Cortese is no longer with Peloton. And we should say that if you're watching on YouTube, this is not a picture of Tom Cortese. And there's a reason for that. There is a reason, because they already replaced him <laughs> this guy. <laughs> they did. They did. <laughs> New uh, chief of content. Is that what it is? I don't uh, know. I don't know there's so many C-suites. Chief yeah, product chief. officer. There it is. There it is. So Nick Caldwell has now joined Peloton, and uh, Tom Cortese has exited. It's so weird. He was so, the last holdout. I know. He was like the drummer from the Guess Who? The last original member. He was. And now... Now they are all gone. But I suppose the positive side of it is that, you know, as much as none of us like change, there has been a lot of change and you might as well, you know, start with a whole new crew. If you're going to bring if yeah. you're going to if you're going to take over as CEO, you kind of have to bring in people that get your vision, see your vision, support your vision. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of pointless. For otherwise. Sure. It's almost like a new presidential administration. It, it really right? is. Like, yeah, yeah. I uh, wouldn't it be funny if people treated corporate entities the way they treat rock bands. Like, oh, it's not the original chief product officer. Oh, I, I don't I, like that. I definitely did that for a while. <laughs> like, I'm past it now. I've, like, come to terms with my my frustration, you know. But yeah. there I was I was real bitter, yeah. like real bitter there for a little bit. And it's it also people shouldn't do that with bands because I don't know how to break it to you. They are corporate entities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Leonard Skinner's out there now. Not one original member. 
Not one. Not one. They still sound great. They still call it Leonard Skinner. They still play their music. It's not really Leonard Skinner. But Skinner'd. at the end of the day, it's just a, uh, it's just one of those. Um, it's like a really good tribute band. Tribute band. That's yeah. the words I was looking so. for. But welcome to Nick Caldwell. Yes. Curious to see what you do. It'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Peloton has discontinued the heart rate armband. Yeah. This does not shock me. Yeah. Due to popular demand. Well, you know, the thing is, is they Peloton has sold a heart rate monitor from day one, at least since I started Peloton back in, in 2015. Right. They never didn't have a heart rate monitor. But this armband came out and this came out right in the middle of all of the weirdness that occurred. You know, like right. it was just past, like, I think it was in the middle of COVID. Times were still really good for Peloton and it was a new product. We can do anything. Yeah. I I remember so specifically talking about how weird it was that they had like bought like a company that their sole purpose was to create watches because I was like, but they really should just like focus on exercise equipment right and that was back in that time frame where they were just like we can do it all right, right. and uh so it seems that peloton is continuing remember, to pare down remember when they were trademarking like what if we sold our own makeup i i do <laughs> nothing ever came of that what if we had our own food yeah you get your own peloton goop that you you eat well, like and I'm not saying green. I'm not saying we will never see a nutrition component. Yeah. I still think I still think that's out there somewhere. But um, so if Soylent Green is made out of people. Oh, geez. What do you think Peloton Soylent Green would be made out of? I don't know, Tom. I don't know. I'm just kicking that around the old noggin. Former instructors. Oh, <laughs> well, Soylent Green is made from people. I don't I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like this. Where it's where? How did we get in a weird sci-fi movie? Recalled tread pluses. <laughs> I'm more okay with that. Okay, I'm more okay with as, that. As long as it's not your tread plus. No. Yeah. No. Well, anyway, um, I was I was kind of glad to see this because it's more of that paring down and getting back to basics, and I think that they need to continue going down that road, kind of sticking with. Agreed. The, the core business. Yeah. Right. Let's let's do more of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it just quietly got taken out of the store, quietly taken out of Amazon. Uh, I, I reached out to Peloton. I was like, um, is this discontinued? <laughs> yes, it is. Like, yep. All right. Okie dokie. Okay. Well, there you go. Confirmed by Peloton. Do you think Peloton. they left them on sale until the last one was gone? Or do you think we're going to see these at a TJ Maxx? I don't know. People have already been seeing them on a TJ Maxx. Oh, so I, I mean, oh, they've been seeing Peloton stuff in general. Peloton stuff, yeah. yeah, but I just meant the heart, arm yeah. rate bands. I, I keep I, wanting to call it heart rate and armband and call them armbands. Armbands. <laughs> yes. You could call them uh, HRM, heart rate monitor. Oh, well, I guess. Got a yeah. lot of that. I see that a lot. Yeah. But it, but you want to specify the armband part. So. You do. Anyway. You do. I'm bored of this, so I'm closing the tab and moving to the next thing. So... <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Peloton, Good times. Peloton is hosting a body appreciation panel. Yeah. I don't remember if we talk. OK, so last week is a blur and I really wasn't drunk the whole time. But um, not I, with the way they mix those drinks. It was a Disney cruise. 
<laughs> you go on a carnival cruise? I tell you what, that one that we kept having in the the like adult entertainment room, like yeah. where they like don't let the kids in. The Johnston. The Johnston. Holy cannoli! Whatever they were putting in that one was strong. I didn't have especially that, one. that first night. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I can't remember. Did we talk about the body appreciation collection last week? I don't think we did. Okay, so I just want to briefly mention while we talk about the body appreciation appreciation panel discussion, I'm not sure why the timing is is happening now, and mm-hmm. maybe there's nothing special about it. Right, but it's never a bad time to appreciate your body. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> um, but they put together a collection of classes that these instructors that are, are shown here and a few others are are they are talking through. Why you should appreciate your body. I mean, yeah. there's like meditations and yoga and rows and bike rides all about the focus of appreciating the body you have and not focusing on I need to look like blank. Right. Which I don't we know. We all do. We all do. We and all do. Yeah. I struggle. But but they are also having this uh, panel discussion. And this takes place on August. August. October 12th at 530. Lots of time. Lots of time. Lots of advanced warning. (laughs) Yeah. August 2024. Um, October 12th of this year. So that's pretty cool. I would think that there's some of these instructors. But I mean, I guess ultimately they probably all have some in the comments saying something. But. Some probably have more than others, right? Absolutely. And so, if, if you if you are not the quote unquote ideal, yeah, whatever that's supposed to be, right? Because it's it's we all have it in our head, but right. I don't. It differs. So. Tall people want to be shorter. Shorter people want to be taller. You got like, straight hair. You want it to be curly. Yeah, yeah. I just want to have hair. <laughs> you don't have hair. You want it. <laughs> yeah. So you know. Yeah, I mean, but I I like that they're doing this. I just wasn't sure if it was like related. You know how like we have like a. Uh, mental health month and then they talk about mental health i For just sure. thought there might be something related to this but i do haven't you think seen this it. is instructor driven or do you think because i'm just like if it's not the instructors driving it right if the instructors aren't like you know it would be nice if we did something like this and i'd like to take part then that means someone's got to figure out going around to instructors and saying hey we're starting this thing just throwing it out there not saying <laughs> anything specific what would you maybe want to take part <laughs> like that <laughs> like I, that can end very poorly like i remember when i worked in radio <laughs> like they we would get these uh scammy weight loss supplements that they would want us to shill and like there'd always be that awkward moment where they were like hey tom uh so we got a client <laughs> i think it might be a good fit <laughs> <laughs> also, and what did you say? Also, Hans Wyman called. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I said no to every one of those. Did you? I did. I mean, there's just something about taking and a ma- pill where man, they're just like. There were some DJs making some serious bank. And I was just like, all of these are bull. And I want no, and I don't want to sell them to people. And, and I, for I the record, do it. we've still never done that to this yeah. day. Like, yeah, like there's I was a lot just, of stuff out there. Yeah, and I was just like, because each person had their own eight hundred number. That's how they tracked it back sure, in the day. Sure. So, like, if you called that eight hundred number, then the you, then that DJ got credit for. And some of them were making some serious money. And I was just like, but these are all scammy, and I, I don't think they work, and I think they might be dangerous, and I don't, I don't want to sell it to people. Well, I'm so, glad. I'm glad you didn't do that, Tom. So, anyway, that's just what goes through my head when I see stuff like that.
Last week we announced the Lululemon partnership, which mm-hmm. was like Whoa. mind blown. Right? Yeah, like it that's, was. You know, and that yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah. it was like when the Eagles got back together. You're like, but they hate each other, and it was like, <laughs> but there's so much money. Oh, okay, we hate each other less. <laughs> um, so, uh, but they sent out uh, a coupon. Lululemon did. Lululemon. Well, I'm sorry, Peloton. Peloton did. sent out a coupon. For ten percent off Lululemon stuff, yeah. And Does it's it only, expire before the new collection? Drops? I don't know. I know. <laughs> Sadly, I never looked. I just assumed it would be well, there. I save money. I, That's what I say. You want me to go save money? I will save <laughs> some money because you're gonna buy it. Well, I, honestly, we were on the cruise ship, and I really, really was trying to like focus on just like enjoying the time, not yeah. shopping. The only exception I made to that, we will get to later. Yes, but I did not want to spend my time shopping at Lululemon. Also, Lululemon stresses me out. They have. Is it the Lulu or the lemon? It's the Lulu for me. It's the lemon for me. Okay. No, for real though, they have so many things to choose from. <laughs> I don't. I get like the align this that, and I like to see it in person, but I don't want to go in that store because the store stresses me out. Well, if it makes you feel any better, they're Ugh. streamlining the things that they are to choose from, and they're starting with the mirror. <laughs> It's no longer a thing to choose from. Yeah, that is that is true. But the Lulu Peloton collection, that is going to drop on October 11th, the first one. Now, this is part of a five-year deal, so we can expect that to happen pretty frequently. One would Since think. they are going to be a primary, not exclusive. By the way, those of you that heard the word exclusive, I never said the word exclusive. I definitely said no. primary. Um, they are not going to be the only people selling Peloton or making Peloton equipment. Right. It's Peloton equipment, Pel- Peloton apparel. Yes. Um, they it's like are polyamory. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just it's the primary, primary, but not exclusive. Right. No. Exactly. They can still see other people. They just can't catch feelings. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> that is exactly it. Can you tell I got a Savage Love Magnum subscription for my birthday? I, I can. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> You want to tell him who from? <laughs> from my son. So that's that's weird. He was like, this was a weird website. And I was like, don't they have filters at your college? What's going on? So uh, on the heels of the Lululemon Peloton partnership. Yes. Uh, we now have official Peloton slash Lululemon ambassadors we do so eric yeager chelsea jackson roberts hannah frankson and adrian williams have all been officially named as lululemon ambassadors uh and i tell you what hannah frankson is just like so flipping stoked about this she is, is she? she's like talking about it nonstop. she's so excited and i guess uh, if you love lululemon and you're a peloton instructor yeah like you haven't been able to you can't say the word you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. you can't don't say that out loud <laughs> It's like if, you know, God forbid my ex-wife's new husband liked the monkeys. That would be He terrible. could never say that in front of her. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> yeah, she would not be okay with she that. It would not go well. But I think this is also fascinating because we've talked for a while about what will this do to the, um, the ambassador deals with Nike and Adidas and stuff like that. So I guess this is a window of like it's they're like, you know, they're funneling 
instructors that maybe don't have deals like that in place to Lululemon. So it'll be interesting to see if all these people stay Lululemon ambassadors or if we see sort of like a rotation of like Adrian does it for a year and then he drops out and they bring in. Definitely. I'm curious about that as well, especially, you know, some of the instructors like Callie that never they don't have a you know any ambassador right. program so yeah the other the other instructors that haven't had an opportunity to do that will they be stepping up at some point as well who knows yeah that, that'll be interesting to check out but when peloton announced this they also announced that all of the the upcoming peloton tour stops so we still have chicago we still have germany and we still have London. Uh, those three are all going to have some kind of Lululemon component, and there are going to be four events at the new at the Chicago one now. So, uh, and and by the way, that drop that I talked about earlier is going to drop on October 11th at the Peloton store. But if you are at the Chicago event, you can start buying as early as the sixth, the same day you hear this episode Look that it that. launches. Yeah, you should also say. Ding. <laughs> ding. Because it was a Chicago Peloton on oh, Chicago mentioned. That is that is a ding. 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 So ding. How many dings are we gonna get? There's one. <laughs> That's one. There is one. Another week, another exciting partnership. <laughs> this one is so freaking exciting to me. They have partnered Peloton has partnered with Nur. I'm very excited <laughs> about that. The New York Roadrunners. Oh, it's an abbreviation. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. They should just call it. Rrr. Yes, that sounds much better. <laughs> so they much need better. help in the marketing department. I can help them out. Oh, thanks. Moving forward. You're now called. <laughs> you sound like a horse neighing. <laughs> this is probably why they're not going to take your marketing advice. It's amazing. I ever got a job at marketing <laughs> in the first place, to be perfectly honest. Some days. I kind of think I shouldn't have one. So, uh, but this is super cool. The New York Roadrunners are the people behind the New York City Marathon, among others. Yes, yes. And this collaboration is going to mean that Peloton Scenic and Outdoor Content are going to bring the excitement of New York road running races to runners everywhere. There's going to be audio classes released in late 2023 and scenic content is going to be launching in the spring of 2024 on the Peloton slash the Peloton Tread slash Tread Plus. Now, uh, it goes on to talk about the fact that, you know, auto incline is going to bring some exciting impact to that. Right. You might remember that the Peloton Tread has auto incline. The Tread Plus, Plus has does, not. Does not. And our theory was they couldn't roll out the software, right? Because of the the CPSC the, situation exactly yeah but that recall ends november 1st i think it ends sometime in november i can't remember if it's the end of november or the beginning of november but it's coming up so the fact that they did not say that it's only launching on peloton tread makes me really freaking excited yeah that we are going to get our auto incline on the tread plus so here's hoping yes. that that's a thing and also a reminder, you are running out of time to return your tread if you would like to. But anyway, uh, so this is going to be a multi-year uh, deal. They are going to have a a partnership through 2025, and it's going to help create motivational fitness content accessible to runners of all Abilities. They're also going to activate 
around the United Airlines New York City half and the Brooklyn half, the RBC Brooklyn half. So that's two other races that you're going to see stuff. And at the New York City Marathon, there's going to be a ton of Peloton instructors, Rad Lopez, uh, Mariana Fernandez, uh, Selena Samuela, Susie Chan, and uh, Jeffrey McEckern are all going to be part of the New York City Marathon. Oh, oh my God. And I think this is great because obviously they sell more bikes than treads. I don't mm-hmm. think that's a news flash. And, uh, but, and I think there's also a mentality in the running community that, like, I don't need an instructor, right? And so I think by kind of getting into this world in this capacity, I, I think that really might help them move some treads and show that having a running coach is in the same way people look at a spin instructor or we look at tonal, let's say, and say like, oh, it's like having your own personal trainer. Running coaches are expensive. Here's a way to get one for a, a cost effective way. Don't just poo poo it because you think you are better than that. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. I'm very excited about this partnership and I can't wait to see what this content looks like. The University of Michigan branded Bike Plus is finally available for purchase. It is. And we talked a lot about what is the price going to be? Well, apparently it's a $300 upcharge to get it customized. That's not that bad. It's not that bad, but I will also say it looks like it's $300 price on top of full retail. Cause like sometimes these bikes go yeah, on sale. So no, I'm, that's true. I'm assuming that it will also be interesting to see if whenever they have deals or whatnot, if, if it will apply to these bikes or if they'll always be like nope if you want your branded bike it's twenty seven ninety five. it will be interesting to see that i think that's a great question i don't know probably depends on how well they sell for sure like i but i i could totally see like i don't care about my alma mater because my college was a joke but um uh <laughs> but i went to umsel google that but if i went to a school that i cared about i could totally see myself going oh you know what let me Let me spend the extra money and and get the branded bike or if it rolls out to other things like if 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 I was going to use a Peloton and they had a Mystery Science Theater 3000 bike. I could see myself going for something like that. You would totally go for a monkey's bike. Oh, my God. A monkey's bike. You'd die. I might actually ride a Peloton if they had a monkey's branded bike. Are you listening to that Peloton? Peloton does not give two squirts of piss about whether or not I ride a bike. I know. I was just trying to continue on a tradition years old. So it used to be exciting when we said things like that. People have made their peace with the fact that I you say don't, don't do it. You don't do it. They don't care anymore. Yeah, they're over it. Coming up after this, we're going to tackle instructors in the news, and we're going to tell you which instructor is pregnant and which instructor isn't writing a book. Hint, it's all of them at the moment. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually 
really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread. Like I did not feel like I was giving up something. I was surprised at how big each slice of bread was. Here's the real test of a piece of bread. (laughs) I didn't make a sandwich with these. I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clip Out listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Instructors in the news. Callie Gullickson is having a baby and so presumably is the man in her life. (laughs) Yes, Chris Howell, her husband, is also having a baby. Uh, So the baby is due in March. Uh, and yes, they did. They did announce fairly early compared to some of the other instructors. And uh, Callie, Callie said... Yes. I am not saying this. Right. Callie said okay. that uh, she felt that her boobs were very obvious. Okay. Yeah. I will take her at her word. It's also just crazy that people comment on things. Like somebody was like, yeah, I saw that your 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 chest was changing shape. And that's not the words they used. And she was like, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> But, Which you but probably don't want people to be like, she got a boob job. I Which mean, I mean, if she wanted to get a boob job, get a, get boob, a boob job. job. Like, whatever. But it's her decision, and right, she didn't right. want people not knowing the right decision or what the right the right the reason, real reason the real reason. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, but you know, I guess she can get on that body appreciation panel. Yeah. Although maybe it sounds like she was getting a little bit too much appreciation. I've <laughs> like, been like, tone it down, internet comments. <laughs> well, congrats. To her. Yes, definitely. And her husband. Yes. To the whole family. Yes. Sam Yo is making history as the first actor of Thai origin to play the king in The King and I. Yes. And he will be doing his one night 
of the King yeah. on October 7th. So it's coming up this weekend. So if you are lucky enough to get to attend, I would love to hear all about it. For sure. That is so incredibly cool. And uh, I, it's just like, I, I kind of get goosebumps when I think about it, you know? It's also crazy to think that in all this time, there's never been a Thai actor so, to play that role. I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but I, I was, we were talking about this in, in our clip out like all the we have like a slack where all of the the people who help out with the many things that the happen bees. yes all the helper bees and uh one of the writers is doing a uh, a story on this because she was just so fascinated and thought that this was just such a huge tremendous ordeal and it is right um and so as she was researching it she found out that it is um the king and I is actually banned in Thailand uh, oh. because of the depiction of the king. And so neither uh, neither version of the Broadway play or movie has ever been aired in Thailand. So I don't know if that has anything to do with the fact that there's never been a Thai actor. But it also might be because as a society, we're starting to get a lot better about how we put people in roles that match the roles like their ethnicity like and it's 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 i don't want to say weird but it it's an interesting situation in that at some point too they're also actors and so you want people to act and and i get that you don't want people to wear blackface or yellow face or brown face or whatever you want to call you know like i totally get that but you know but also sometimes it's starting to slip into like well but you're not the same religion so you can't do that yeah and it's like oh but that religion does have an ethnic component but not exclusively it's it gets it it gets gets slippery it It does it does um but uh but yeah i do find that fascinating of course yule brenner famously played the role for like 4,500 performances. So he he ate up a lot of potential real estate for Thanks, newcomers. Yule. Thanks a lot, Yule, who's Russian, by the way. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but or I Russian, I don't Russian American. Like he was, I don't think he was from Russia, but that's his heritage, right? But that was famously associated with him for years. I actually got to see him perform oh. in The King and I when I was a child in a touring production at the Muni. Oh, how cool is that? Yeah, I saw it a couple times actually. So. Well, well, congrats to Sam Yeo. This that's that's really cool. It is very special moment. Tune Day is on the cover of Women's Health magazine, and I mean, good lord, does she look amazing? Like <laughs> they really did a great job there. I don't notice other right, women. Right, right, right. So okay. Is this is this is my looking at Tune? Is that what's going on? <laughs> I mean, you don't even know. I just see more core plus. <laughs> and then oh there's the name tune day i see that mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. i see spark a new health focus art <laughs> is there even a human person on this magazine cover i don't see it it's I okay am, it's okay to appreciate attractive people honey. blind to it <laughs> can we talk about soylent green again <laughs> anyway this is a huge deal uh this is not only huge that she's on the cover but also it she got a chance to talk through uh her story and why i i really love the very first line in the article it says uh it says like she introduces herself or they ask the question about like who who are you you know right and and she was like, she didn't say Peloton instructor and she didn't say uh, like personal trainer. She said confidence builder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love that. I love that. And I think that she does do that for people. So congratulations to Tune Day uh, and, and there will be more to come. Absolutely. And, and uh, I don't know if she builds confidence, but she builds arms. 
She does. She does build arms. She did that uh, on the Today Show this week, which eventually this commercial will be over if yes. you're watching the YouTube and you will be able to see it. Instead um, of NyQuil. Yeah. Use promo code TCO at checkout for your NyQuil. We're not repping NyQuil. No. Um, but yeah, Tunde was on the Today Show this week and uh, she did like she she brought to them exercises to arm to tone your arms. That was the whole idea of the segment. And uh, I have done arm workouts with Tunde enough times to know that even five minutes and your arms will be burning, burning, <laughs> I say. So again, congrats to Tunde. Matt Wilpers is starring in a new short form documentary called The Ride. Yeah. It's not a book, y'all. Yeah. Like, can we just celebrate that? Yes, like, we can. Like, it's it's not a book. Thank you for not having a book. I mean, now, it's great that these instructors have books, but it also absolutely. is like, it seems like week after week. Like, it, it, for a while, it was like, who's pregnant? And now it's like, who's... Who's got a book who's coming got a out? Book. Yeah. Well, Matt is starring in this short form documentary that was sponsored by Oars and Alps, which Matt has been representing for a while. Uh, and this is specifically uh, documenting his ride at uh, Lehigh, the Grand Photo. Fo- the <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the long ride that takes place in Lehigh. <laughs> there we go. You think if it was a long ride, it'd be a long documentary. <laughs> but you can you can go to our website at this article and you can watch the video on the YouTube channel or uh, you can go over to Orson Alps. I think it's on their YouTube channel as well. But congratulations to Matt and uh, thank you for not writing a book. <laughs> now, if he writes a book, he's going to be all mad at you. Right? Yeah. I doubt he will ever hear these words, so <laughs> it probably will never matter. Speaking of Matt Wilpers, Team Wilpers will be at the Chicago Marathon. Ding! And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, he will. So there's the the whole team is going to be there uh, celebrating. Well, I shouldn't say the whole team. I actually think that Team Wilpers is quite a large organization, right. so it's probably not everybody. A good chunk of said team. Thank you. But there's going to be, they're going to be able to meet you at the packet pickup there's going to be a meetup there at the health and fitness expo and you can find them right after you get your bib number there's also going to be a 5k cheer station at mile marker 2.75 on saturday a marathon shakeout run outside of urban space and then there's going to be uh, also a meetup at stands donuts and coffee that day and then on sunday there's going to be a cheer station at mile 2.8 uh, but also a second cheer station at mile 25.75 for those running the actual marathon. So lots of opportunities to to see Team Wilpers hanging out. Uh, we also use this entire article as a reminder that there are several instructors running and raising money for the Reeve Foundation. So there is a, a series of links. So if you go to our website, you can pull up this uh, article and you will be able to go right to each of these fundraising links and donate to whichever or all of these instructors. So you've got Tobias, Logan, Mariana and Rad all running and raising money for the Reef Foundation. That's very cool. Groove with me is honoring Jess Sims. Yeah. So this took place earlier this week. There was they were honoring her for being a role model for girls but also they were honoring her for all of the work that she has done on game day and being a Peloton instructor, basically being awesome. Okay. Well, congrats to her. Yeah. 
And Camilla Ramone is celebrating two years at Peloton. She sure is. Uh, two years today. So congrats to Camilla. And coming up after this, we're going to talk to Angelo from MetPro. He's got tips for adapting to early morning workouts, and there'll be better tips than I can provide you because I'll say don't. <laughs> man, oh man, do you love your AG1? I really do. You too. It's a wonderful tasting drink, and it also makes me feel good. Like, it's a great way to start the day. Uh, you know, I grew up, my dad always had things like tomato juice first thing in the right. morning. I feel like AG1 is my tomato juice. <laughs> <laughs> this generation's V8. Yes, I, I do. Uh, but I love the way it makes me feel. It's like I get all of my vitamins and I'm ready for the day just with a drink. And like I said, it's a good tasting drink. And it can help replace your, your multivitamin just by drinking an AG1 every day. Yes. And not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. It also has vitamin C and zinc to support my immune health. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase at drinkag1.com slash clipout. That's drinkag1.com slash clipout. Check it out. Clip out. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Angelo from MetPro here to answer all of your fitness and nutrition questions. Hello. Hi. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. We are so glad you were here. Especially and- after the last one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Am I finally... <laughs> Cross the Rubicon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we we have another teacher question for you. This one is from Stacy Robb. She says that she has to get used to working out early in the morning again, which is great, except for the afternoon slump that comes with an early rise time. What can she do to make it through that? Eat something? Move something? Probably eat something. That's so that so likely what's happening is it's altering Stacy your blood sugar throughout the day and you're up more hours first half of your day. But you should be able to fuel yourself in such a way that you're not having a massive slump in the afternoon. Now, granted, working out, long day of work, you might be a little more tired in the afternoon. That's normal. But I know what you're talking about. You're talking about that, you know, after lunch crash. So the best thing you can do is stabilize your blood sugar by trying to eat at least three times before you get to that afternoon crash. So here's why I say that. Since you're getting up early, grab yourself. If you don't want to work out on a heavy you know, breakfast, you can grab yourself a light snack. Think of a protein shake, a piece of fruit, something quick, healthy, light that you can grab, head out the door, get a good workout in. After that, you should have time to get a good breakfast and a good balanced lunch. And if you do that, see if that does not have a massive impact on your energy throughout the afternoon. Sleep, of course, plays a role. But in general, I find a lot of my clients that work out first thing in the morning, once they get their food cadence dialed in, they actually do really well. In fact, there's a lot of research out and statistics that support early morning working out as very productive. So I would I would encourage you to keep it up, Stacy. Yeah. I guess that explains why I work out in the afternoon. 
Because you're not productive? <laughs> yes. Because Dom's a rebel. If there's a, if there's a way to do it wrong, I will fuck it. If there's a way to fuck the system. Yes. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. You have him eating more. And and so, by in theory, based on everything you just said, that should make Tom more energetic. And yet, I just came home and he took a nap. <laughs> not, a, not a young man. I just did a lower body workout where I did like 20,000 pounds. That's oh, a lot okay. for me. All right. That's a lot for me. It is a lot. We'll, yeah, we'll give him a pass. We'll give him okay. a pass. That's true. That's true. So what you're saying is my nap is MetPro approved. <laughs> Brought to you by MetPro. Yes. That's be our new tagline, Tom. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Well, I, I this was a quick one, but if people would like stuff like this tailor-made yeah. for them, where can they find you? MetPro.co slash TCO. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Peloton Celebrity Sightings. The Indianapolis Colts head coach, Shane something or other. I'm going to go with Steichen. Steichen? 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 I like Steichen. Steichen. I'm going Uh, with Steichen. I'm going to call him Shane. Okay. Uh, Hi, Shane. He's a Peloton user. Yeah. So he was talking all about peloton yeah. and coffee they're pretty much his two favorite things i don't well, I blame can, him i hope his peloton's close to the toilet it's funny uh there's all these shirts out there that you can get that are like i've got a coffee have coffee and peloton and like two other people are all i like so this guy <laughs> needs that shirt gotcha. <laughs> he's got a whole team of people to coach so hopefully he likes more than two of them that's true his might tough. need to see like how i don't know how many people are on Whatever team that is, but more than two. But I was going to say they he should get a t shirt that's that's specifically that. Yes, yeah, like in forty two people or whatever <laughs> is on his team. <laughs> Peloton artist collaboration. The latest artist series features Pablo Vitar. Yes. I will let you explain who that is. One, two, three, go. So Pablo Vitar is a Brazilian drag queen, singer and songwriter. Now, she is known for her uh, larger than life personality and that her music blurs the lines between traditional Latin pop, EDM and Brazilian funk, which I didn't know is a thing. Yeah. But I'm pretty curious about it now. Uh, she's also become a trailblazer for the LGBTQ plus visibility in Brazil. And she has garnered a following because of her catchy beats and empowering messages. Uh, so this is going to be dropping by the time you hear this episode. It will already be out 10-5. There's going to be five different classes. So Jeffrey is doing a 30-minute uh, run. That is going to be dropping as a premiere on 1130, uh, 11.30 a.m., and then the rest of them, so there's going to be a ride with Cody, a uh, full body strength with Maddie, a 15 minute row with uh, Katie and a 30 minute run with Camilla. All of those are going to be dropping live on 10.5. So, you know, I know that some of you are going to be like, who's that? I get it. I get it. But it's good to open up for sure and, and like listen to things you've never heard. You might not like it. I don't know. You might love it. I and don't also, know. Like. You know, Peloton is a huge community, so yeah. like it can't just be Motley Crue every week. Right. Like, you know. <laughs> Although that'd I mean, be fun. It would be fun. But not, no, it wouldn't be It would fun. only be fun for some people. Well, and you'd get sick of it. I, mean, I would, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. Um, you know, it's funny the things you think you're going to love and the things you're not going to love. For example, this week I took a lane break of Janet Jackson mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is going to be great. It wasn't great. It was not great at all. I didn't know any of the songs. I was like, how 
how well, I, I don't know any of these songs and it was a short 10 minutes it was only three songs right but and that does not mean that janet jackson sucks or that i think that she sucks my or that whoever put the list together is awful what that means is that didn't match me right. on that day that's it and somewhere <laughs> out there there's a janet jackson fan who's like oh my god i can't believe they're playing this song exactly right? so, exactly yeah. i love the variety we should embrace that variety new content so it is time for the TCO Top 5, where we put out the call to you, and you let us know your favorite classes, and then we assemble them and regurgitate them at you. Yes. Well... Get to regurgitate. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> oh, that's me not listening to you. Oh, I see. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Please. Uh, this is... This was an interesting week. Uh, I feel like people were a little distracted. We didn't get as many entries as we usually do. I don't know. Maybe they're getting tired of this. Yeah. If, if if so, let us know. We'll yeah. stop doing we'll it. Stop. Um, that's no problem. You're not going to hurt our feelings. Yeah. But in case you, you just were distracted, one of the things that popped up was an old class, a Foo Fighters ride from 2021 with Emma Lovewell. Uh, this came up because of the awesome playlist. The person wanted to go take it. I can't see because you're not scrolling. <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, Paul Kittinger. Thank you. I couldn't remember who it was that submitted it. And he had just finished Dave Grohl's book. So that's why he wanted to retake it. Uh, it was better than he even remembered. And the book is also great, he says. But make sure that you check that out if that's something you want to check out because the clock's ticking, the clock's ticking on that one. <laughs> that is going to go sometime yeah. real soon. Uh, then there is the the Busta Rhymes ride. This one was recent. 720 uh, came out from Camilla Ramon. And we had a couple people that that talked about this one michelle gill newton she's queen michelle uh she wanted to go back to a summertime ride to kick off fall with an energetic vibe and she says the energy was insane she took it to kick off october favorite peloton meditation anything by ross rayburn that is my vote but amanda k price said that the new 30 minute sleep meditation was amazing she's recovering from hip replacement surgery and listening to his soothing calming voice helps her drift off to sleep peacefully it's a huge blessing then we have the favorite peloton just king ride and Brittany Allen. So we'll be talking more about this later, but this is where uh, the all of the fashions were dropped uh, for the Brittany Allen collection. collection. Yeah. And that was from 92823. Very challenging, I hear. And then, of course, there's a Janet Jackson ride. Now, not this was break. not the lane break. <laughs> this was the 30 minute one from Emma Lovewell. And uh, now there's a ton of really good cla good songs in here that even I knew. There were 18 songs on the playlist. Rhythm Nation, If That's the Way Love Goes, Nasty, All For You. Uh, so it hasn't even been out for a week and it already has 50,000 member workouts. So definitely one to look for. I will probably be <laughs> circling back around to try that. <laughs> A little more uh, not so deep cuts yeah. for people like me who are just casual listeners. Just know the radio hits. <laughs> exactly. Also, we have this week at Peloton. Yeah, a lot going on this week. So one of the things going on this week was uh, Unity Day that was going to be. It was Tuesday, October 3rd. And there was a 45 minute walk plus run. And then there was also a Unity ride. Part of the cool part about this was that they had multiple coaches kind of like we used to get for uh, all for one classes <laughs> right. so the run had Jeffrey Tobias and Mela and it also had uh, Marcel Nico and Asal 
all of them together on the walk run. And then the ride had Eric Yeager and Mela and Cliff and Charlotte, Mila and Benny. So that's pretty darn cool. Uh, then also this week, we have a new focus flow for runners that's going to be specific to the Chicago Marathon. And it dropped on October 3rd. So if you haven't had a chance to check that out and you're running for the marathon, what are you waiting for? Uh, get that in right away. And then the hip hop tour continues. We are finally in the Midwest. Uh, there is a 30-minute ride with Kendall and a 30-minute run with Kirsten. Uh, and then finally, a reset with Dennis Morton. There was a reset ride on October 3rd and then a yoga flow that dropped as well on October 3rd. So hopefully you get a chance to check those out and we'd love to know what your thoughts are on there, all those. There better be some Nelly and Chingy in that Midwest hip hop ride. There should. Although, can I just say that I feel like this hip hop tour has gone on forever? Well, it's 50 years. <laughs> no, the tour oh, of this year. But there's a lot to cover. There is. Yeah. It's just, but it's since it's a year long celebration, right. I just feel like we've talked about it so many times. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we finally made it to the Midwest. Woo. <laughs> well, we're always last. I we're, know. We are recording this wearing parachute pants. <laughs> That's how out of step we are. So it's uh, official. We have a Brittany Allen collection and Jess King made sure everyone knew. Yes, she did. Uh, and Brittany got to be a huge part of that. She was on the ride and people that Brittany knew also were on the ride. And then uh, if you haven't seen the little thumbnail that comes up to show the class, it's just Anne Brittany on stage. So that's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. Not just everybody gets to go up on stage. For sure. Um, I know I was yelled at when I accidentally went up there um, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get to a bike. Uh, so don't do that. But anyway, this is so cool. I loved this drop so much. This this, this is the one thing what you spent your money on on the boat. I spent my money on on the boat and I spent my time not focused on just having fun. In fact, we were at a show and I was rudely shopping during the while we were in the show. Well, the show hadn't actually started, right? It was the, it was like, the cruise director was like, don't forget to go do this thing it was 6 15 by the time it dropped oh, okay. so yeah i think it had oh, okay yeah, i think it had officially started missed a little bit of frozen or whatever it was believe believe and i've watched believe like we've, a million times we've seen it yeah it so was okay. okay but yeah. i also had my phone like super super dim so it made it a little bit of a crapshoot on what i got no i'm just kidding um i really <laughs> well, you know i don't know if you know this if you order things while your phone is dim the colors on them are dimmed as well I do. That's how that's going to work when they show up. They're, they're going to be dimmed. They're going to be muted. No. It's going to be a muted palette. Brittany will make sure. They're amazing. Uh, I got the outfit that Brittany was wearing in the studio that day. And then I also got, I mean, because I kind of had to, the sparkly hoodie. And then I got the white hoodie. I kind of had to. I mean, how often do you find a sparkly hoodie? That's that's really my question for you. I don't shop for sparkly hoodies, so I wouldn't know. You should. Hoodies, yes. Sparkly, not You know so how much. people have been saying to you forever that you need a dress-up hoodie? This is going to be my dress-up hoodie. A hoodie with like a tux on it? This is going to be yeah. my dress-up hoodie because <laughs> it's going to be sparkly. Anyway, congrats to uh, Brittany Allen for this finally happening. So cool. And while we're speaking of apparel, it was uh, teased this week that Peloton will be releasing a breast cancer awareness collection. Yes. And it says coming soon. So we can expect it to be popping up anytime now. Some people are wondering if it's going to be part of the Lululemon. I don't know because it looks like Leanne designed it. So I, I wouldn't think that they would use her specific 
design, but I don't know how these things yeah, work. So who knows? knows? Yeah. But uh, it, it could be sometime in October. We know that since that's <laughs> aware breast cancer awareness month. Yes. Um, but other than that, we'll let you know the second it hits. Peloton birthdays. We've got one birthday this week, and it is from Kira Michelle, and you can say happy birthday to her on October 10th. You know, that was Sydney's due date. Oh, how about that? Yeah, didn't have her till the 25th, but uh, she was due on, on the 10th. I know mine was sometime in October, and really? I was born in September. Oh, you were so early. Last time I was early. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. No, you're actually really on time. That's I not do true. my best. But happy birthday to Kira. Happy birthday. And coming up after this, we're going to talk to James Q. Quick. So stick around. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is James Quick. He is a JavaScript developer, speaker, teacher. He's also worked with companies like FedEx. Microsoft, Cloudflare, and a lot of other ones whose names I can't pronounce. <laughs> and he's here to talk to us today. Hey, James, how's it going? Hey, hey. Hi. Doing good. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. We appreciate you taking the time. And I definitely want to hear about your day job because I have questions. Big data nerd here. So I probably know just enough to be dangerous with my questions. But uh, I am just a regular nerd. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But I also really like to start off these interviews by just understanding where people are coming from, from a fitness background. So like, when did you find Peloton and decide this was a good product for you? Yeah, I've been like an athlete all my life. So I played sports all my life. I played bas basketball through high school. I worked with the women's basketball team in college. My wife played soccer in college. So we still play co-ed soccer together to this day. And she was actually the one who was like really into the idea. And I was like, that's very expensive for something that we're never going to use. Like I was really negative about it, to be honest. And <laughs> we got it. And it was just one of the things like it's easy to stay at home and get a good workout and whatever. But we got it. And I quickly fall in love. Like the experience, I think, is one of the best like out of anything like workout wise that I've ever done, because I find myself just being competitive by nature, like looking at a scoreboard and working a lot harder near the end to get to top 20 or like whatever the rankings are. And then for me specifically, like I. I have struggled with back issues and other things. And with Peloton, like I could work out like as hard as I possibly can and feel exhausted, but things don't hurt after. So it's, it's an amazing, like safe, competitive workout for me <laughs> that I started doing a lot, especially when I had a, turn, a torn groin oh. or a torn labrum in my groin or in my hip and was supposed to have surgery and like for various reasons during COVID it got postponed and then just canceled and so Peloton was actually one of the things that I like did to get back into shape and now like I'm basically back to normal without ever having surgery from doing like not just Peloton but Peloton was a big part of a safe workout for me to do during that time. Wow, that's, that's awesome. Yeah that's really saying a lot that you never had to end up in the mm -hmm. surgery but you were still able to keep working out that whole time. Yeah. Did you guys buy during COVID? Time is tough. I think it was right before <laughs> COVID. I was going through the stuff like during. It was a good thing, like easy to do at home, obviously, and still get exercise in. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's interesting when you said that you've always been an athlete because it like so often the take on computer people, coders, <laughs> that kind of stuff, is that they just completely disavow yeah. all of that stuff. So I'm just curious, like how you found the time to do both, because they're both very time consuming if you want to do them well. And clearly you do the coding well. So like, how did you find the time for all of that? 
Yeah, it's, it's all about habits, right? Like the, these are things from a sports perspective that I've done my entire life. Like every time my wife and I have moved to a new city, we found a co-ed soccer team to play together, found a basketball league to play in. And it has always been like where a lot of our relationships and our activities and stuff come from. So that's always been second nature to us, whether it's doing a sport, whether it's running, whether it's trying to work out together or doing Peloton or whatever. It's just been a big part of both of our lives for a long time and something we want to like the older we get, we want to make sure we continue to do and stay active. So it's just like any other hobby, right? And I talk about in a different context, people ask me like, how do you get so many things done work-wise? Cause I do a lot of different things. And my thing is I always try to focus on stuff that I want to do that I'm excited about because if I find myself like forcing myself to do things I'm not excited about, it becomes that much harder. So these are like, I'm not forcing myself to do workouts. I know it's going to be beneficial for for me. I know I enjoy it. So I just continue to focus on things that I enjoy and make that a priority. That's smart. I couldn't help but wonder, though, if you and your wife both are you guys do all these activities and sports together. Then when you got the Peloton, was there any did you guys have to start scheduling the bike? How did that work? <laughs> yeah, I don't think we actually had any overlap. I, maybe a couple of times where we've gone back to back where she would go and then I would go after or something like that. But it, it'll just be random. Like I'd never kept a strict schedule or anything. I just feel like I need to go and get a ride in and I go. So it's never been a really, really planned thing. We haven't had many conflicts over that. Okay. Has she let you live down the fact that you didn't want it? (laughs) She's very happy at the fact that I enjoyed it after. And we have an ongoing debate about the Peloton tread, which again, I'm in the position of being adamantly against because we already have the Peloton. Not that I don't think it would be an amazing product. We already have the Peloton. We already have that. And she hates running on a treadmill anyway, which is really interesting that she wants to push for it because she's always disliked that and would much rather be outside. And unfortunately, Mm. in the South, it's very hot in the summer, which makes that very difficult. But anyway, so that'll be our ongoing debate will be the Peloton tread. I think we're past the rubbing it in of how much I enjoy the the regular (laughs) Peloton. I feel like I need to speak up and help your wife out here. And that is you need a Peloton tread because the content is just as engaging as the Mm. bike content. Therefore, it's so much more fun to run on than a regular treadmill. And being able to have, especially if you hold out for the Tread Plus coming back, Mm. because that is definitely on the horizon, the slats are better on the knees than pounding the pavement all the time. So if you want to live longer and have those knees last longer, I'm just throwing that out there. (laughs) I can definitely, the knee thing is really interesting. I can definitely buy into the fact secretly behind the scenes while she's not here that the (laughs) experience would be a plus, like much better than regular treadmill. And that was, again, the thing that sold me on the Peloton was it was a good workout. It was safe. It was good for my knees, my back, et cetera. But I could be as competitive as I wanted to. And I still, to this day, like recovering from the day before something else and just telling myself, I'm going to take an easy ride. And then I get on and I do five minutes of easy and then I just can't help myself but crank it up so the experience would not surprise me at all to be much better than a regular or regular treadmill (laughs) what do you think keeps you coming back to the bike i know that you like to be able to not worry about your injuries but is there something about the content specifically that really hooks you in yeah having i guess you think about like in the 80s they had the really cliche like work videos workout videos that people would do and we both always talked about that felt really awkward and it works for some people (laughs) but that was never us if you find good 
instructors and you vibe with an instructor, the music is there and you actually get the motivation. It reminds me of being back in team sports and having being in it together. And you can see the audience now that we're post COVID that's participating in the ride. You have the energy of the instructor, that whole thing. And, and the fact that like, it's not a cheap screen. It's a really nice big screen. The speakers are good for music and everything. So you can really zone out with everything else that's going on in life in general and really be focused in and feel like you're a part of something with a broader, bigger group. It's a big part of it for me. Yeah, I guess as a computer tech guy, I didn't think about that, but like the quality of the physical equipment <laughs> is really important to you. And some of the other brands might cheap out a little bit. We don't want to name any names because we would hate to embarrass Echelon, but, <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure that helps a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess on that note, do you find yourself in a world of developing things? Do you find yourself like nitpicking or wishing Peloton would do certain things that do you like? Do you put yourself in work mode? Because when Tom goes to a concert, he's in work mode. Yes. And so I have to wonder if you do the same thing. I definitely have any particular gripes with Peloton. And that's if I had them, I would openly share. But I do pay <laughs> a lot of attention to user experience with websites and stuff. Like as, as a web developer myself, I know how difficult and how or how easy things are to do and how certain experiences honestly just shouldn't be acceptable to put a user through. So I am very sensitive to that in general. And I think it's one of those things where the a great experience is less likely to be noticed than a poor experience. So at the very least, from my perspective, the fact that I don't have anything to complain about from a user perspective, from an application perspective, from a hardware perspective, that's a, a significant plus, right? Because people will always be loudest with negative feedback. I actually just posted something about on Twitter, completely unrelated about something that's not working and how frustrating it is because I love their products. But when the thing doesn't work, like that's the thing that really holds you back. So the fact that I have nothing negative to say, I think speaks a lot about the experience. Yeah, people rarely ask for a manager to say, I loved it. Great Thanks. job. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah, nobody ever does that. I shouldn't say nobody. So as far as your day job goes, what is being a Java developer look? And how did you get into speaking and like being a speaker about and a teacher? Yeah. Fun fact, Java and JavaScript are two very different things. It took oh, me a couple I'm years. So sorry. To learn. I know it's just fun to think about the outside perspective of how similar those yes, things this, are. This is new information yeah. for me. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> so I just found out it wasn't coffee. Yeah. They actually have they embrace a coffee logo, if that helps. But <laughs> so I got into college specifically into engineering department and I had no idea what to study. Like I had to choose something before I got there. I had no idea what to do. I didn't want to do physics. I was, I didn't want to do chemistry at all. Like I, I didn't want biomed and all these things. And I didn't know anything about computer science. I didn't know anything about programming, but chose it because it sounded the most fun. And obviously it worked out for me. Microsoft recruited on campus my senior year. I got to meet them and interview for two positions that I actually got turned down from one of which I actually flew to DC in person for interviews. And it was a group of 60 of us and all the people that got rejected, got sent back to the hotel in a limo, which is very awkward or like several <laughs> limos, but together. Yeah, like together, like together. just, yeah, it's, it's supposed to be a cool experience because you're in a limo, but you're all like very yeah. sad that you flew all the way to D.C. to not get a yeah, job. Technically, at a funeral, you're in a limo. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe it's never an exciting time. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so wow. I, I got turned on twice and then they asked me if I would be interested in a technical evangelist position, which from your perspective, you probably never heard of and you probably no. laugh and chuckle at. And especially at that time. 
that title was not near as common. It's actually changed a little bit now, but people didn't know what that was, including myself. I was like, I don't know what that is, but sure, it's Microsoft. And so what it became was a mix of technical, like writing code and things like that, but also combined with community engagement and public speaking and leading workshops and all those sorts of things. So what I didn't realize at the time, I never thought about ever in my life was I loved teaching people through content, through videos, through uh, public speaking, through workshops in person, uh, guest lectures, that sort of stuff. And I really fell in love with that. And I transitioned away from that, did regular software development for a couple of years and was really missing it. And so I started creating content again, was going to pay for myself to speak at conferences and decided if I'm going to do this, I might as well have companies pay for me to do it. So I got back into that type of role at a couple of smaller startups and then have been doing content creation for myself full time for about uh, a little over a year now. Wow. That That's is really pivot. interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You made your own role fit. Like you did something, went away from it and then realized you liked it and then just made your made a way to make it work. I really like that. That's very inspiring all in of, all in of itself. Hmm. It's Makes a nice combination of, like you mentioned, the stereotypical developer that sits in a dungeon and doesn't talk to people and doesn't have <laughs> friends and stuff. It's very different for me personally. Like I'm pretty extroverted, I think. And it's interesting to be on the speaker circuit where you have a group of friends and you go to five, six, seven, eight, to 10 conferences a year and you get to see reunite with people. It's almost like summer camp, like going back to school for the first day or whatever. You get to see people for the first time. And a handful of months for the first time that year. So it becomes a very, very social thing. I'm a big advocate of like in your career, especially in the tech ecosystem emb or embracing the community, being involved in the community can lead to any infinite number of opportunities, networking, et cetera. So it's a great balance for me, like I said, of being technical, but also having the social aspect of being around people and then continuing to grow myself professionally as a speaker, as I do higher and higher speaking engagements. I bet there's a lot of call for someone that can take information like this that's probably pretty dense and a little dry and convert it to something that's both palatable and comprehensible to people like us. Yeah, that's definitely been, I think, one of my kind of superpowers in my career, especially in a job that doesn't lean on or expect you to have those skills to be able to communicate to upper management and people that are less technical and be that bridge between much more technical people and less technical people has certainly played out well for me in my career. That's awesome. How do you make a living at that? <laughs> is it just speaker fees or is the, does the YouTube channel have ads? I'm not trying to ask you to show me a W9 yeah. or anything, yeah. but like, how does that function from a, you got to pay the rent? Yeah. Happy to share, honestly, any numbers. I'm very transparent if you're actually curious, but in general, um, so I've made relatively proportionally, relatively little off speaker fees. That's one of the things I'm looking to continue to build as a segment of things that I do. The majority that I make comes from sponsored YouTube videos. So I get, okay. I've built an audience of almost 200,000 subscribers at this point. And so I get a lot of requests to do highlight my product or show my product to your audience, that sort of thing. So I've done a ton of that and I'm restructuring how I do that. But I've made really good money doing that. I love doing it. I love learning new products, meeting new people, meeting new teams. It also is a great networking thing for me. But then I'm also building up consulting as well. So from a video perspective, specifically like YouTube strategy for companies, and then also from what I call developer experience, which is people or companies that create products for developers like myself giving them feedback and strategy on how to best iterate on that product and have it be the most successful thing that they can. So there's three main parts there. There's one is speaking. One is just sponsored content, typically on YouTube. The other is consulting. And the last thing is just creating your own paid content like courses. So I'll be releasing a course 
at the end of this month, assuming all things uh, go well. So that's at the fourth outlet. Wow. Yeah, you do a lot of things then. And I'm really curious how you handle like the project management side of things, because I come from project management background. And I know with what I do, because I have a real job, and then I do this. And then it's there's a lot there's a lot that goes into all these different things when you're creating content and setting up those meetings and having those conversations. So how do you keep all that organized? Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm not the most organized person by far. That's never, if you were to ask me my strengths, that's never the thing that I would highlight. I, I also have like relatively lower attention to detail than a lot of people. So this is a struggle for me and what people don't necessarily think about. And what I like to share with people is as working for yourself full time, especially in the content creation space, you wear a lot of hats. I do video, I do audio, I do lighting, I do video editing, I do the technical piece, I do marketing on social media, I run a newsletter, I run a discord, like you're responsible for all these things in addition to invoicing and emails and to your point of setting up like meet and greets with potential sponsors and learning about products and stuff. So it is a lot. I think the number one thing for me or a couple of things that are important is I'm always a timeline person. So even if it's like last minute, I will still get the job done and I will do a good job by the time a thing is done. I also am trying to pay a lot more attention to the things not necessarily that I'm not that good at, although that's definitely part of it, but the things that take more time for me than it would for someone else to do and specifically takes away from the time that I would otherwise use working on things that I enjoy more. And the outcome of that is trying to look to build a team around me to take care of some of the things that I'm not as good at or don't necessarily have the time to do. So I think that's important to be able to recognize those aspects and try to bring in help to support that. Yes, I totally agree with that. (laughs) So how do you feel you managed to create such a large YouTube presence in a relatively short amount of time? That's an impressive number of YouTube subscribers. Yeah, consistency is always the number one thing. I think most people are interested in doing something like YouTube. They're scared to start and they want to be perfect. And that's one of the benefits of me not being the most detail oriented person. That means that I'm I'm much more comfortable like publishing a video that's 90% of the way done and 90% of the way, or let's say 40% of the effort gets you 90% of the way done. So you could put in an additional 60%, but you have to look at what's the return on that additional 60% because I'm not the most detail oriented person, I'm more comfortable releasing something that's not perfect. And what that means is I have more opportunities by staying consistent of videos that get picked up and do well based on the algorithm and people respond to. And I used to watch videos from other people's YouTube growth and they would show their stats and you would see these individual spikes of individual videos every once in a while that would take off and they would really just carry the channel through a period of growth. And so I had my first real spike from a video a few years ago and that led to the amount of visibility and stuff after that was higher than it was beforehand. And then I would have another one and it just continued to grow with those spikes. But again, the consistency gives you the ability to give yourself an opportunity for more of that visibility, the longer, the more you produce, the more chances you have for higher visibility. And then also what's a really big challenge and and sometimes frustrating, but also the key to this is your content can be really good. But if you're not packaging it in a way that people care, they don't care. And unfortunately, what that leads to is what we think of as clickbait stuff in a negative way, where you see people like advertise something on a thumbnail, you go and watch a video and it doesn't have anything to do with that, but it was so (laughs) enticing that you clicked. And so that's the bad thing, right? What you can't do is bring somebody in and then not provide the 
value that you promised, but you can start to get really creative on what's the messaging and what's the thumbnail and what's the reason that someone, as they scroll thousands of YouTube videos a day, which I do, like what's going to make them choose your video. So starting to pay attention to that and tweak that was definitely one of the big difference makers for me. Okay. I have a totally curious question. I see all the time people that get attention for their videos because they're very like they act big with their face. I'm trying to say it carefully. It's like a huge pet peeve of mine personally, but that's what gets attention. Is that like the only way or that people tend to cut through the clutter or can you truly be like successful without doing all the faces and the big fonts and the red backgrounds? Is that possible? Possible? Yes. People do it because it works. And I don't look through my channel and get super excited about the faces that I make in thumbnails. Like it's not a natural (laughs) thing for me either. But when you look back through and and see results, it's, it's a balance between it's not like I'm selling myself out right like it's not a big negative thing I feel awkward about it but I'm not becoming a different person I'm just trying to put that marketing package to spin on it to draw attention so yes it can I think there's a few different things on an individual video of how people gauge what they watch one is, is it a person that I intimately trust like I've watched so much of their content in the past and I know I like their content so much I know I want to see their take on this specific thing this new feature that just got created new product whatever there's also just like people are scrolling and they have no idea what they're looking for and out of those hundreds of things that they could watch what is the thing that's going to make them relate and again you have to be intentional about that and that's marketing across the board the downside is the fact that sometimes if you don't do that you do get overlooked and so there is really good content that doesn't get the visibility because it doesn't create that urgency for someone to actually click on the video Uh, so it is an interesting and challenging balance to find though, to stay authentic to yourself, your audience, the content that you create, and then also try to play the game to get visibility and grow because no one wants to create something that no one watches. Like it's much more fun if people watch and tweaking the things you do to try to get there, I think is a good thing and mainly necessary. Yeah, that's interesting conversation. Tom and I chat through We just go on tangents about that all the time. So with all your speaking engagements that you have or the different conferences that you go to, do you find yourself traveling a lot? A decent amount. I am not the kind of person who tries to speak at everything that I can, especially as I'm trying to kind of up the tier of speaking engagements that I have. I'm trying to be more selective and a couple of things that play into that before getting to a certain level from speaking. Not everything is paid for. So especially going out on your own means that's like money that comes out of my pocket potentially to speak, depending on the specific engagement. The other thing is my wife and I just had our first child three months ago. So we have a baby at home, which congrats. Thank you is obviously a reason not to be gone too long. The really fun thing for me and my wife last year was my wife works in in tech, actually at a company that I previously worked at. And she does events and sponsorships for that company, which means things that they might sponsor that she might go to. I might also speak at. So we've had like joint trips that are paid for on either side where we just get to go and travel to Europe together and take a few days. Or if one of us is going for work, the other will just pay for the other and have a vacation to do that. So that's been a really nice combination. But in general, I try not to try travel too much. I just, I like being at home. I like having my routines. I like having my Peloton. I like being able to control what I eat instead of having to eat out every day. So for me, some years it's been maybe a max of like once a month for something like that. And this year is probably more like five or six. Okay. So when you're traveling, are you like an app user or are you able to find Pelotons out in the wild? Is that relatively easy. I haven't actually tried looking for Peloton specifically. I have been doing the new gym workouts recently. 
So I've taken those with me to like gyms at the hotel and done that a few times recently. That's great. By the way, I don't know how close attention you pay to Peloton. I don't know if you know this, but I really pay close attention. But (laughs) their new partnership with Hilton has been really great Mm. because they have a bike at every Hilton now. And at least one. Yeah. And so they also expanded that like to the UK and there's other countries that they have expanded that to as well. So that might be helpful for you in the future. And I am a loyal Hilton person so any chance there unless somebody is like booking my hotel for me and it's not a Hilton it will always be a Hilton for me so that's good to know yeah I'm also curious I saw on your website that you are a strong proponent of work-life balance and the pursuit of personal happiness and I'm curious what each of those look like in your life with everything you have going on including trying to continue to stay fit since that's so important to you Yeah. A lot of it goes back to paying attention to the things that you enjoy on a daily basis and trying to do more of those and less of the things that you don't enjoy. And I've been in situations specifically, honestly, at FedEx where the culture, it was just very old and it was very uninspiring. And it was very much people that had been working at FedEx for 15 or 20 years. They were going to work there until they retired and life slash career was never going to get any better. Which is really sad for me because especially in, in as a programmer, you can make a lot more money. And so just in my career specifically, I've almost like tripled the amount of money that I've made over the course of two or three years just for moving out of somewhere that had a much older culture and moving into younger startups and then going out on my own. First and foremost for me is always happiness. And that means time to spend with my wife. It means having time to work out. It means woodworking, which I've gotten into from like YouTube videos. It means cooking. It means all these different things that I just know I enjoy and paying attention to those and making sure I prioritize having time for that. And I can't remember what, what was the other aspect of this. This is what happens. The, like, oh, so happiness is number one, making sure you prioritize having all those things. But also I'm very transparent about this and very outspoken about this. Number two on my priority is making a lot of money while I do it, because that enables me to continue to do more of the things that I enjoy and for us to travel and to do all these things that, that we would like to do. So my happiness is always a number one priority that comes with work-life balance. Work-life balance is important because I am more than what I get paid to do. I have hobbies, I have interests, I have a family. I have all these things that I want to do. And I would see this working at Microsoft specifically where people who didn't have a spouse at home, maybe or a partner or whatever, they would work really late and they would stay. And at five o'clock or whatever it was, I would, it's not that I didn't like what I was doing. I just wanted to do other things that I also liked. And so having that hard cutoff and being able to prioritize, I love doing these other things. I'm not going to sacrifice that. I'm going to continue to to work hard in my career, progress in my career, and make different changes to continue to do that. And ideally combine that with making really good money is what gets me really excited because it enables me to continue to do more and more of that. So yeah, that's been very important for me in all of my professional career. And that's a lot of what I speak about now and the talks that I give. I love that. It's super important to be able to live your life in a way that you get to enjoy it. We only get one. So I think that is very important. Tom and I love to travel. We uh, don't get to do it as much as I think we would like to, but we absolutely love it and make it a priority as well. Absolutely. Yep. And that's why, sorry, it was so convenient for us last year to have one of us be paid for. I think we went to Europe four times, one of which we both went separately 
for different things by ourselves. So we went to Europe three times together last year, which is just uh, <laughs> such a fortunate position to be in to have one of them be paid for and then have the ability to pay for the other one of us to just tag along and make a trip out of it. For Absolutely. sure. Get it half off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is your leaderboard name? This gets into a branding conversation. Very important for me, having a brand sure. to have the same name across everything. Not that people in my industry are looking for me on Peloton necessarily, although I'm connected to a few people. But James Q. Quick. And there's an interesting, I had to really embrace Q as my middle initial in addition to Quick being my last name. There's a football player who played at Louisville in the U.S. and then went to the NFL named James Quick. So if you just search for him, he does better at SEO. So I embraced my middle initial. And so everything that I do anywhere is James Q quick. That's great. Good to know. It's very smart. Very mm -hmm. smart way to pivot away from could be put a potential the, problem. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll be sure to put it in the title of the episode that way. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I almost feel in a little obnoxious <laughs> telling people that it should be there, but it is a very intentional thing. <laughs> yeah. For no, sure. That Plus makes we sense. we don't want to pull people in expecting us to talk to the football, to the football player. player. Yeah. Like we will be a you very know, different that, story, I would think. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Although if he stumbles across this, we're more than happy to talk to you if you use That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a preferred instructor? Alex Toussaint is my favorite by far, almost exclusively. And I, I'm not doing like multiple times a week. So they're relatively spread out. So he's got plenty of content for when I get back on the bike. But his energy just reminds me of being an athlete in, in high school and, and working with athletes in college and just being around all of that. And I love, so he does the club bangers. If you've seen that and he like does the analogy of, I just feel like I'm back in college and he does this whole thing where you're warming up, you're getting ready to walk in the club, you get your first drink, you're hyping up a little bit. And then at the end you do your wind down as you're like last song walking out of the club. And so I think that's just a, a cool analogy, but I just love his energy and for him to be so loud at times, like I really feel like I'm being yelled at and need to do better in such a good way. Again, going back to the experience and that being a big part of the instructors playing into that experience for me. So he's definitely my priority. Number one. Okay. I just have to help your wife out again. He does teach on the tread. I just <laughs> yeah. wanted to let you know that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised. She is not on commission. Believe it or not. <laughs> If you have if you have an affiliate links, feel free to send it to her. And we'll we'll see. Okay, we'll do. <laughs> so, uh, do you have any advice for people who are just now entering the world of Peloton? Yeah, lean into it. Like I'm a big advocate. I talked about a lot in my professional career of the benefit of community. Just being a part of seeing people that are going through something that you're going through and understanding it's not just you. So, I've also taught career changers getting into tech who have no background in tech. They're completely learning from scratch. And it's one of those things where most of us as adults are not used to being at the bottom of the barrel, like starting something that we've never done before. And so breaking into tech, going through a programming bootcamp, for example, and trying to go through that transition is one of the hardest things. This is what I tell people that you'll ever do in your life because we're just not used to being in that situation. But I see the people that are most successful are the people that connect with other people in their cohorts. They engage in discord communities. They go to meetups. They do all these things. And so this is not I'm not trying to change people's lives by being involved in Peloton. But if you want to make the most out of it, being involved in the community, whether that's my, my wife is on a, a Facebook group for uh, postpartum Peloton 
on there's like a catchy name to it so whatever that name is but she does that and she has a group that she's not super active but she sees people ask similar questions to things that she's going through and gets to see their responses and that makes her feel more connected and more knowledgeable and understandable that like other people are going through this transition of giving birth and then having to earn back what was like something she'd worked her entire life for being an athlete and it's a very challenging thing so that helps her to just feel connected to that. And then it makes it much more fun if you have, and I haven't done a great job of this. So this is do what I say, not what I do or whatever the (laughs) phrase is. So like (laughs) connecting with friends and seeing names on the leaderboard and finding a way to be competitive with them. And honestly, if I can get friends that I can talk trash to and use that as motivation on both of our ends, that's a plus for me. A lot of the things that I talk about in my career, about being involved in the community, embracing the community, being a part of it, I think still apply here. And it certainly played out especially for my wife. Yeah, definitely. That is good advice. I love all that. Absolutely, James, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. We don't want to disrupt your work-life balance, <laughs> so we're going to let you go. But before we do, let everybody know where they can find you on social media, your website, all the places. Yeah, so James Q Quick across the board. I run a YouTube channel, which is probably my biggest audience, most active on Twitter. I spend a lot of time there. Personal website jamesqquick.com. And then if anybody's interested in the breaking into tech space world, I run a discord server that's called learn, build, teach. This has been a motto of mine. So in tech, we spend a lot of time learning. We use what we learn to build stuff like an application for a Peloton or whatever. And then you teach other people to do that too, for two different reasons. One, you benefit the community, right? They, they can learn from your mistakes and all that kind of stuff. But also selfishly, the best way to learn is to teach. And so if you think you understand something, teaching it to someone else will really help you get a good idea of, of whether or not you understand it. So if anyone's interested in that space, you can find that at learnbuildteach.com. But just me in general, James Q. Quick across the board. Awesome. awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks we for do. having me. Thank you. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next week, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me uh, on any of the socials at Clip Out Crystal and the leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and of course... Don't forget our Patreon at patreon.com slash the clip out. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep pedaling and running and rowing and guiding. 